This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get reward points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is sponsored by Magic Rock Brewing. Currently, you can get free delivery on all orders over £40 and 10% of all online orders by using our code of takes that chance 10. Christopher Schindler has a chance to write his name in Huddersfield Town legend. And he takes that chance! Welcome to Andy Takes That Chance, the warm-up. It's Cyber Monday and we've taken a break from perusing the lightning deals on Amazon to chat to you lovely people about tomorrow night's trip to the Welsh capital. Joining myself and my purchase of a plastic Viking drinking horn is Chris Markham and his unicorn onesie and Brady Frost patiently waiting for his Nicolas Cage sequin pillowcase. Uh, good afternoon as it stands at the moment, gents. <laughs> you both avoided the flesh I told you that in so just be thankful yeah I'm shocked you've shared that be thankful for small mercies right then we travel to Cardiff City on Tuesday evening uh, our record against Cardiff overall is 29 wins 22 draws and 26 defeats so fairly even overall however we haven't beaten Cardiff in the last 13 attempts with 4 draws and 9 defeats our last victory was back in 2003, thanks to an Andy Booth header in a 1-0 win. And our last win in Cardiff, apart from at the Millennium Stadium, was at the old Ninian Park in 2001, when Dwayne Mattis and Danny Schofield scored in a 2-1 win. So this uh, this episode's memorable game is going to be an unmemorable one, uh, but sentimental nonetheless. So there'll be no highlights of this one, because, to be honest, there weren't any during the game, <laughs> apart from the referee Lee Mason being on the spot to give a penalty for a foul on Flo Haddish and I, yet having his mind changed by a linesman who was further away from the incident. Uh, go back to January 2019, a nil-nil draw in the Premier League. And the reason why I've gone for this one is that it was perhaps sentimental and we said goodbye to the best manager in mine and probably everyone else's supporting lives when David Wagner uh, left Huddersfield Town. And for me, that was a sad day and uh, that signalled that our footballing renaissance at the the top was uh, was probably over. So... Uh, not many memories from that day in particular, guys, but Lee Mason, what a whopper. Second that. 
Heard that. <laughs> all right, that's all we've got then. Uh, Brady, bring us up to date with Cardiff City and tell us the lay of the valleys. Well, um, they're not... Uh, we'll kind of come on to it, but they're kind of exactly similar to us, kind of mid-table, can't string a run together. They were in a really bad run of form um, before the match against Luton. I spoke to Tom, who were here later. That was actually before before the Luton game. Um, and he was quite frustrated, to be honest. And then, of course, they win 4-0 <laughs> at the weekend. 20 shots on target. Um, but again, barely any possession, 38% possession in that game. They've won two in the last five, but they've only won two home matches this season. So they're just actually a place below us in the table in 14th with 17 points. Um, but a bit like us, actually, they've not really got going this season. They've not been able to string a run together. Um, and again, it's it's very stop-start, stop-start. And Neil Harris, um, their manager, is actually under a bit of pressure from some fans because if you think about some of the players they've got, I mean, again, we'll come on to it, but Harry Wilson, who you know, for me, should be one of the best players in, in the league easily. You, they're not really, you know, they're sat here mid-table. It's still early days and we know what the championship's like. But yeah, he's uh, he's under pressure a little bit. So it uh, could be a good game for us, actually, to get something out of it. Yeah, I think the the interesting thing I've got, just to add to what Brady said, obviously the home record's interesting. Two things for me. Um, there's only Notts Forest to have been behind for more minutes of the season so far. Which indicates that obviously they're trailing a lot. It could be a bit of a, a skew on what some of the of their stats might look like. However, the most interesting one for me is the first goal. So they've only scored first in four out of fourteen, but they've won every time. And the, when the opponent scored first, which as you'd imagine from trailing is nine out of fourteen, they've yet to come back and win. So. Coupled with obviously their iffy home record or only winning two out of seven, I think it it does maybe lend itself to the do let the opponent concede uh, score first, and obviously if you do, they struggle to come back. However, if they do get the first goal, it's usually me. Well, every time this season, it's meant a victory. So I think it's just another example of like you say a championship team. We try and predict every week and getting more lot often than not. I'm getting embarrassed every week, but it's just like you say a typical championship team. Could put you wouldn't surprise you with the squad that they've got if they put a run together, winning ten, and end up being in the automatic promotion places come February. But also if they struggle and stutter, be in the similar place or even slightly lower than they are now. I think that leads nicely onto uh, the strengths and weaknesses of Cardiff City and how they will look to approach and how look how they will look to try and win the game against us. Um, so it seems to me that we say this every week, but Cardiff have got some imposing players, some big players, like some Sean Morrison, etc. Big side will look for second balls, second ball specialist, you know, Neil Harris, you know, he made a career out of uh, picking up second balls really in and around the box. Uh, but they've also added some quality to the flanks and up front as well. A uh, bit of an old school 4-4-2 set up at the minute um, with a right winger floating into the number 10 role, a little bit like Steve Bruce back in the day used to play with, with Huddersfield and uh, Jacko did with Paul Dalton coming in behind the strikers as well. Um, so that will give us opportunities to counter. Cardiff, uh, a team that up until Saturday were averaging one goal a game and it will be interesting to see if that was a one-off on Saturday, the 4-0 win against Luton, or that they've turned a corner. So of those goals, they've, on, they've only scored five of their 17 goals in open play, uh, two of them on the counter and 10 have come from uh, set pieces and penalties. Uh, Huddersfield, of course, have conceded the second most in the league from set pieces with five and two penalties. So uh, 
you could say that we're uh, tailor made a little bit in some respects for uh, for Cardiff City from set pieces. So avoiding set pieces is going to be key. So what have you picked up then, uh, chaps from uh, from Cardiff City and how they may look to uh, to hurt us? Yes, it's similar for me. Um, again, uh, more of a direct team, quite similar to Middlesbrough in some respects, with maybe a, um, more physical presence in terms of height uh, at the top end of the field. They are, like I said earlier. They've had a lot of shots from games, fourth most shots in the division, even though they've only scored one per game. I do think that often comes from being behind as well. Obviously, that that does skew skew things quite a lot from a stats perspective, like I said. Interesting for me, though, is they've got the most accurate long balls and most accurate crosses per game, um, which then has, has probably led to Kiefer Moore. He's had the sixth highest shots per game this season in, in the whole league. So I think with, with the crosses into the box and the set plays, um, in terms of how they'll look to approach it from our perspective, that's going to be a really big one uh, for me. Like you said, again, a typical championship team and maybe how they play as well. Um, so I think that's, um, yeah, my assessment is quite a typical championship team. We have to defend the box really well. I think the thing you just touched on Kiefer Moore then as well, it's easy to kind of look at him, uh, you know, six foot five striker, think they'll just boot it long, but... I think we saw when he was at Wigan last season, he's actually got really good feet and great touch. He's a very good player. He's got some good goals. Um, So, yeah, it's uh, we kind of need to watch out for him. I think, again, this is similar to Birmingham for me because we talk about set pieces, but Town really can't be doing with giving away cheap free kicks because when you've got a player, and again, we'll kind of come on to Harry Wilson, but, you know, he can score a free kick. And again, we talk about that height. that's that's kind of the worry for me, and that's where I see Cardiff's strengths as well, like we touched on. It's but again, you don't have to be a sorry, you don't have to be. No, a, no, no, I think uh, it's a good. Uh, I think it's a good sort of segue into Harry Wilson. I think that was a play we were going to focus on, was it, Matt? And um, mm-hmm. you know his his set play delivery. You saw that he scored from one on Saturday, and he's going to be. He's, I mean, like I couldn't agree more with Brady. He's probably the best player in the league on his day. You know, he played in the Premier League last season derby the season before and you just think this guy is is if there's one that might go and get into Liverpool's first team eventually it would be him a couple of years ago so he's going to be crucial both from a set piece perspective and obviously his shooting from distance is is good as well um, so from my perspective it, like you say keep keep the ball will to control the game through possessions would be a start and the crosses would be a second mainly due to Harry Wilson's quality. Yeah, so a couple of goals, a couple of assists this year for for Harry Wilson, who uh, is a player that I really wanted us to sign when he was on loan, on loan at Hull a couple of years ago, and I really wanted us to go for him afterwards, but sadly not to be. He went to Derby and, and did uh, did great things in this league and potentially could do, could do them again, so hopefully not tomorrow evening. Um... Brady, what are your thoughts on Harry Wilson? Then he, he seems to cut him, come in onto the from the right onto his left foot. You know he's he is the set piece master. You know we so saw even in the Premier League at Bournemouth. You know he's got a decent, you know, direct free kick on him. Uh, is he the only one? Because Kiefer Moore's there as well, and they've also got Will Volks. Uh, you know who's a threat as well in the box from set pieces scored against us last year. Um, there's they've got you know to quote you know I'm all about the cliches you know on this on this podcast on this episode, but. Uh, more than one ways to skin a cat or skin a terrier, as you may say. No, you're right, Matt. I think, you know, with Harry Wilson, he, he's a Premier League player for me. I'm, I'm surprised he moved to Cardiff. I'm surprised there wasn't any interest. I don't think, I know Bournemouth got relegated, but 
I don't think he had a particularly bad season for them. Um, I think it was just Bournemouth kind of ran out of steam and that's why in the same league as us. Yeah, um, Will Vox is good. He he always seems to do quite well against us. So I think of that 3-0 home defeat last season. He played particularly well. Um, not sure about Lee Tomlin if he's he's going to uh, play. I can't remember if he's injured or not. Um, yeah, yeah. But he's, he's injured. Yeah. Um, Right, well, that's that's good because he tore us apart last season. Um, but yeah, I just have a little story about Sean Morrison that I should have dropped in. But um, it was that game you mentioned, Matt, and uh, he was taking a throw in, uh, just about to take a throw in on Kilner, uh, near where I sat on Kilner Bank, and uh, a town fan shouting, you know, Sean, Sean, trying to put him off. And just as he's about to throw it, Sean Morrison turn around, turns around and goes, Oh, what what do you want, mate? And he just goes, Oh, you been, mate? It's been a while. And he just goes, Yeah, I'm all right, yourself. And then just launches <laughs> this massive throwing into the box, um, which was probably the highlight of the day, given how crap that game was. Um, Mario was a to great the, uh, to Under Absolutely. the Cosh uh, podcast, uh, there's a, an episode with Cy Ferry, who was at Swindon for quite a while, and he, he does mention that Sean Morrison was a bit of a, a young, interesting character. Um, oh, he was obviously he came on loan twice, did he to us? And but he just, yeah, absolute top, top guy. So popular around the dressing room, obviously the, the promotion season. But yeah, he, absolutely brilliant guy. So 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 popular around the place and hilarious. One of the big dafty, quite a lot hilarious. Like yeah, but just like quite a very clever guy, very clever guy as well. There's no flies on him at all. So yeah, Good let's focus tomorrow. on let's focus on Huddersfield. Uh, let's focus on ourselves. Um, couple of injuries uh creeping in but how how may we look to affect this game uh chris what have you got on uh, on Huddersfield? yeah obviously we've spoken about how they're going to be load the box and stuff like you mentioned um particularly with the lack of maybe discipline from the wide players in 4-4-2 can be a system that can be counter-attacked um when i've had a look at some of the goals conceded in behind Joe Bennett down the left, down their left, our right is going to be an interesting area. A lot of you can get in behind them. We'll get a lot of narrow crosses in the box, cutbacks and stuff. So I think obviously that's something that we've been quite good at through both sides. Um, I think that would be a really interesting one for me. The uh, the left back. I know you quite don't fancy the right back as well, Matt. Yeah. So uh, I've picked out. I, I I looked at their side and I thought. Oh. Leandro Bakuna. It's quite ironic, almost, that both Bakunas are playing out of position at right back at the moment. Leandro and Janino. And I looked at that and I thought that's a bit unusual for Leandro to be playing right back. So I looked a little bit more into him. And to be honest, the stats aren't massive on him. There's not a lot there. But what I did look at is uh, that Town are pretty effective down the left hand side of the pitch. Forty three percent of Town's attacks come from come from the left, which you know is a huge bias of Town's play. You know, Harry Toffolo is so key to everything that we do, and so is, jo- so is Josh Caroma. Um, so I thought maybe Leandro Bakuna could be a weak link. And a couple of things that stand out is he's got a, a 50% tackle success rate, which is quite low generally for a fullback. Doesn't seem to block a lot either in terms of crosses. Uh, and he's been dribbled past more than any other Cardiff defender. So that maybe gives you a little bit of hope that Town could attack both flanks successfully. And, you know, there's maybe a little space in, be- in behind Joe Bennett, like you say, for someone like Mbenza, who's clearly got pace. And even Diakabi, if he comes on, if he can get behind, Diakabi's got pace. Uh, and then Karoma and, and Toffolo on the other side, you know, who, who prefer to dribble with the ball. So maybe the set-piece thing, you know, in terms of us being tailor-made for them and maybe their full-backs are, are potentially... Yeah something that we can we can look to do something with ourselves so um 
I think it's not just pullbacks, like you say, the 1v1, which particularly Joe Bennett it can be. We've been focused on this before when I, when we've looked at him playing for other teams. Because just his position, he can be a bit, gets dragged very far away from the centre-back. So there might not be just our wingers and full-backs who are exploiting It could be runs from the centre midfielders into that space in, in between the centre-back and full-back, um, which I think is something that I think our, our centre-mids do well, particularly Lewis O'Brien. You got anything for us, Brady? Anything? How do you fancy town to uh, to go at Cardiff? Again, kind of what you're touching on. Um, I wonder if they might try and double up on top of Lucas. Again, we've kind of seen that's where we get a lot of joy. But um, I, I think again, we'll kind of come on to kick oh, who we think our key player will be. But obviously, we've got players in form. You know, and Benza and Einting continuing to to kind of crack on really. And um, I, I I just We'll come on to score predictions, but I, I kind of fancy us in this game, weirdly. I know, I think it could be like a another kind of Middlesbrough, quite a high-flying game, a lot of goals, but I think we do have the quality to, like you say, it's kind of, we've got our own weaknesses, which suit their strengths, but I think they've got weaknesses which suit our strengths. So, yeah, I think it uh, might be a good game. I know we've not got a good history against Cardiff, but um, yeah, I think our pace and play. Kick us, kick us off, you know, lead us into it. Well, um, <laughs> that's going to kind of go against what I said, but my key player is uh, Jonathan Hogg. Um, I know I last last uh, match preview I said he needed a rest, but Cardiff have a lot of battlers, you know, as we've kind of touched on, um, and I think we need our own battler, Jonathan Hogg, to uh, kind of come up strong. Uh, again, teams have tried to stop him, and that kind of stops us, but... I think he needs a strong game to kind of keep us ticking and so he can pass it to people who are better with carrying the ball, like Euro Bryant and, and uh, I think. But yeah, I, I think um, if Hogg has a good game, I think we'll have a good game. So he's my key player. Chris? Nice, yeah. Um, I was probably hoping Pippa would be back for this one, bearing in mind what I said about uh, Bennett, but it doesn't look like it. Um, so I'll still stick with uh, the, the right back Bakuna obviously again can do something if he does play I'd imagine he'll want to play against his brother um, and also obviously he's similar in terms of his clever positioning might be able to help and build from deeper to pull the full back out of position obviously it being a full back as well and like we've mentioned their wingers are forward thinking dangerous he'll have to have a good game defensively to stop crosses I think if he manages to do that bit plays with a I don't know, a, a composure and a and a discipline um, defensively. I think he can really be a key player for us going forward if uh, if he plays. So yeah, I'm, I, w- I would have gone Pippa. I would like, I'd prefer Pippa, but I think he'll be. If we're going to win, we're going to need to. Um, I think Bakuna's or the right back, whoever it ends up being, is going to have to have a a, a big game. Uh, there's question marks over Christopher Schindler going into this. You know, the concussion protocol states six days, which technically means. He could possibly back for be back for this game, um, but my key player is going to be Romani Edmonds Green. I thought he came on against Middlesbrough and played very well. Uh, the thing that impressed me the most about him against Middlesbrough was his positioning from crosses. Uh, I thought he positioned himself really well and uh, took care of a lot of balls into the box, which was which was good to see. You know, he didn't uh, he didn't shrink, he didn't hide behind his man like a lot of young defenders can tend to just stick to a man. He read the situations really well, came out and. Uh, and had a good had a good game, and I think he partly helped change that game and change the tide against Middlesbrough, which was good. But against Cardiff, it's a very different sort of challenge. You've got uh, Mark Harris, I think it is the other striker up there, and Kiefer Moore is going to be an absolute menace. You know, he's a player that I like a lot. 
you hope that Nabisar will take the brunt of uh, Kiefer Moore. You know, it's a battle of the giants there, isn't it? And um, Romani Edmonds Green will have to take the other, but there will be times where Kiefer Moore peels off to have a go at Edmonds Green I'll as be, well. He'll, he'll be desperate. He'll be playing yeah, on him without absolutely. a doubt. And it's, that's going to be the challenge. So Romani Edmonds Green and how he stacks up to Kiefer Moore, I think is going to be very key. And also, again, with regards to the system, I think Romani Edmonds Green will play regardless um, because I think there's going to be a bit of a system change. But um, but yeah, my, uh, Stearman's going to be out for two weeks with a hamstring. Uh, Schindler, I think it, they were going to see how he trained today to make an assessment on him. Um, but yeah, so we've gone three key players. Chris has gone for Janino Bakuna. I've gone for Romani Edmonds Green. And Brady's gone for Jonathan Hogg. So there are three key players uh, for Huddersfield this week. And uh, speaking of key players, our man Brady had chatted to Cardiff City fan Tom Taylor earlier. And uh, here's what Tom Taylor had to say on the game coming up against... And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Cosy, what, what's your favourite away day? Matt, it's got to be the city ground at Nottingham. Just old school stadium, you're right near the pitch, great atmosphere. But there's nothing like playing at home. Same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You win... Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And um, I'm joined on the line now by Tom Taylor, Cardiff fan. Tom, how are you? Very good, thanks. Thank you for having me. No, no, thanks for coming on, mate. So, um, obviously we've got the game on Tuesday. Um, I'm quite surprised just when I had a look ahead of this game. Um, Cardiff aren't doing that well, actually. Um, was, was this what you were expecting? Can you tell us a little bit about how the season's gone? It's been really disappointing. Um, I think expectation was so high after um, last season, especially after the um, uh, the COVID break. We came back so strong. We played really good football. We had some great results against some really big um, teams. And um, to get fifth place last year, I think, was... In an ideal world, everyone wanted a playoff finish, but I don't think anyone thought we'd end up uh, doing as well as we did in the end. And for us to build and get better players in and for it all just to come crashing down to reality a bit, it, it's just, it's peak Cardiff, to be honest. It, it's, it's kind of depressingly predictable that I had such high expectation again, thinking we could go and aim for another playoff place. And it's still quite early days yet. We never know. But to come crashing down and have the poor start we have, it, unfortunately, you kind of could have seen it from a mile off. So wh- why do you think it has been in such a bad start? Is it is it the manager? Is it the players? I think we've got the players. Um, with the incomings... I'm not entirely sure that Harris knows what his best team is yet. Um, 
because there's times we've tried uh, certain ways where we've gone with two up top, uh, like we did against uh, Barnsley at home, and we played amazing, won 3 0, and then we try it another time and it just doesn't work. And then <laughs> we have the game against Coventry in the week, which it's probably the worst I remember has been in quite a while. It just nothing clicked at all. Defence was an absolute shambles, which is something is usually our strong point. And um, I think it's just a bit of we Harris. I don't think knows his best team. And you know, when you once you start to get a few bad results, some heads will drop, and it's easy to go into a bit of a downward spiral and difficult to get motivation. So I think it's part of that as well. Yeah, and that's quite interesting to talk about Harris because I've seen some Cardiff fans have said maybe he should um, move on. What do you think? Do you think it's the right time to get a different manager in or does he need a little bit more time? I think probably the next week or so will be really telling. If Because um, we got Luton at home on Saturday and then uh, Huddersfield. I think the two games on paper we should be winning and if... Uh, turns out we get two bad results and we lose two or we draw one and lose another and just don't play play very well like we have. Um, I think the writing will be on the wall. And I'm, not, I'm not out and out saying Harris out and I'm not, uh, I'm not exactly strongly campaigning for him to stay. But, um, you know, the board will make the right decision ultimately and whatever happens, it'll probably be for the best. Tom, that's very level-headed. That's not what we want. We want, you know, <laughs> controversial opinions. Now, um, so you talk about the game, the game on Tuesday against us. Um, what do you think Huddersfield should be on on the lookout for? Um, I still think we're strong going forward. Um, Harry Wilson, since he's come in, has really been a breath of fresh air. Uh, I'm a big fan of Kiefer Moore as well. Uh, Welsh international, much like Wilson. Um He's really strong. He's kind of the stereotype that he's the big target man, but I think he has such an underrated uh, control of the ball, and I think he reads the game really well. So um, I'd say, well, especially in the last couple of weeks, our strongest area has been going forward. And what kind of, you talk about going forward, how strong, what are the weaknesses of Cardiff? Like, is there anything Huddersfield can take advantage of? Well, in the last couple of weeks, it, I'd say it's been our defence. Um, I'd really like to see uh, Philip Benkovic start the next um, few games. I'd love to see him start against Huddersfield as well, because I think, you know, we've got him in on loan. Um, what can you lose, really? I think. And it's just something else, because we've been a bit unlucky with injuries, and there's not really been a solid base for defence all season. There's always been... A slight bit of rotation here and there and I I don't think there's been a real core that's been able to gel so I think that started to show the last few games as well so I think at the minute defence is not really a strong point for us Right okay that, that's interesting because like you said before you know when I think of Cardiff I think of strong defence so it, it does show how it's a bit different this season. Um, so actually, what are you, my final question really is, what are you expecting from the game on Tuesday and uh, what, what's your score prediction? I think it'll be really tough, um, like a lot of games this season. Uh, hoping it's not going to be as bad as some of them, like the Coventry game and uh, QPR away a few 
weeks ago. Um, I really hope we can get a result. Um, not entirely too confident. But if I had to guess of which way it would end up going, it's probably the typical Cardiff performance we've seen all season that will go behind in the first half. We'll just switch off and then wake up at 65 minutes and get in the draw and making the result not look as bad as the game actually was. So if I had to guess for prediction, I'd probably say 1-0. Do you know what? I would take that, Tom, because uh, we're not in good form. <laughs> so that sounds good to me. Well, Tom, thanks so much for coming on. Really appreciate it. And I uh, hope the season turns around for you after Tuesday, of course. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So Tom had his say. So I've skipped, uh, a, pre- I've skipped a little um, bit forward there. But one man that you would bring back to win this game. So... We have yet to name this series or this this feature, if you like. We've had we've only had one suggestion so far. So, come on, give us a name out there. You know, something about going back in time. You know, you've got you know what's the name, Jodie Whittaker, you Doctor Who. You know, come up with some sort of references somewhere. You know, give us something. Uh, a player that you would bring back from time, step in your time machine, bring a player back just for one game, uh, and uh, and let him loose on on the game tonight against. Cardiff, uh, tomorrow night against Cardiff. Uh, Chris, who have you gone for uh, as your player to uh, to bring back? Defending the box is going to be important. Um, we have talked about um, big centre-back called Morrison. We've talked about Sean. So I'm going to go Andy Morrison I'd bring back for this one. I think someone who would really dominate uh, the box from set-pieces and organiser. Um, obviously a cult, bit of a cult figure with, with a few clubs just for his style of play and I think it's something you're going to need today particularly if he, like you say he's going to be a young, younger centre-back alongside him um, I think that would be the, definitely the person I'd bring back first person that came to mind to be honest um, so yeah Andy Morrison defending the box head it, kick it organise that's me Red Hat well uh, controversial one because he didn't leave the club in the best way Um so that narrows it down. Well, not. Uh, but ten of these. In, yeah. In the last, to- in the uh, last two going... years. <laughs> exactly. Well, he's from the last couple of years. I'm going back to the 16-17 season. I'm going for Philip Billing. Uh, I think, you know, had 16-17 was his, was his kind of breakout season, really, and he had, had a bit of quality on him. And, um, again, liked a goal from distance. He actually got our goal of the season against Cardiff. Loves a shot outside the box and... We, we seem to, um, well, Shalibur did it last season as well, had a shot from outside the box. So, um, yeah, I fancy him. Uh, I'd bring him back. I think that height in midfield and, again, that ability to, to get a goal from outside the box, um, which seems to do well for us against Cardiff. Um, so, yeah, I'd pick Billy. It's funny, they've conceded a few worldies from outside the box as well already, which obviously isn't in, you know, a lot of those type of shots end up going nowhere near, but they have all already conceded a few. Yeah, I definitely knew that, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> right, so I've I've gone. So I had uh, a backup option, which I'm going to skip. Who was a centre back? But I'll bring him back for a different time. So for the same reasons, Chris has. But I'm going to go for, I'm I'm going to go for my one on one attacking. So I'm going to pick a winger, uh, and I'm going to go back to 1996 uh, to pick out a very skillful 
left winger. So as the president of the Josh Karoma fan club, I feel like I should apologise for doing this uh, and going to pick a, a left winger. Uh, a man who had ability to beat players all ends up in one-on-one. Uh, so I pick him to go at Leandro Bakuna, who probably won't play now I've said this. He'll probably revert to midfield now I've done all that work. Uh, so 1996, who have I gone back to get? Oh, it's not your man Dalton again, is it? No. Brady probably Brady was two, so we'll forgive Brady. Uh, ben, ben Thornley. Thornley? Ben Thornley. Uh, the lone yeah. version of Ben Thornley um, is the oh, one that wow. I've gone back. So I think anybody that was at that game against Crystal Palace where... Nigel Martin, you know, in England's third choice goalkeeper was, you know, clutching, uh, you know, he, he was a phenomenal performance. I think we beat Palace 3-0. Uh, ben Thornley was unbelievable. Uh, the most unplayable one-man performance from a winger I think I've seen, or one of the best that I've seen. He was he was incredible. You know, Pilkin and Roberts have obviously put in some great shows, but that game against Palace, Ben Thornley was outstanding. So uh, for, for me, Ben Thornley, for Chris... He's gone for the big man, Andy Morrison, uh, and Brady has gone for big Phil Billing. So we're now going to um, do our predictions. So it's now a chance for you guys to be the coach. Chris Markham has put on the uh, skinny chinos and the new balance, and Brady is wearing Chris Powell's flat cap as I struggle to get into Mark Robbins's uh, coat. Uh, so you guys, tell me uh, in terms of predictions, what lineup are you going for and what? What result do you fancy? Uh, Brady, I'll go to you first. Um, I think same same formation for me. I imagine there'll be some changes, but, you know, can't be, can't, don't change a winning team. Uh, I think, uh, I saw gone four, three, three. I think Haim is not kind of still touch and go. So I, I think Schofield should keep his place. I don't think you can really blame him for two of Borough's uh, goals at the weekend. Bakuna at Ryan back because it doesn't sound like Pippa's fit. Uh, but I agree with you, Matt. I've, um, I've included Edmonds Green in his centre-back alongside Saar. I think what impressed me as well was um, Edmonds Green recovery pace. And I think we might might need that. And also, he wasn't afraid to put a challenge in. Um, I was kind of clenching my teeth up uh, one or two, but I think he keeps his place. Uh, and then Toffolo, obviously. And then I've kept the same midfield, Iting, Hogg and O'Brien. Um, but again, I, I don't know... Um, I've got I think your wingers are nailed I think you've got Mbenza and Karama but I don't know what Campbell's um, done to Colbran because he's looked knackered the last couple of games for me but I think you get Danny Ward playing again said it last week I think I don't think Campbell had a bad game obviously he scored but I think we need to freshen it up and um, yeah I, I, I as I said earlier I fancy it I, I fancy us to sneak a 2-1 win um, I've been a bit negative with our predictions so I'm going to go a bit positive for a change see how we do so yeah 2-1 Chris yeah, um, I think in terms of, I, th- I think it'll stay with the same formation. Um, I would bring Hamer back if he was fit. I think it's going to be a game where there's a lot of, obviously, balls in the box. We've mentioned repeatedly set pieces, demanding, commanding. I'm not saying Ryan's not capable of that, but I think he just, and maybe some people might argue that Ben isn't. But I think um, I think that experience and that, sh- that assuredness from a game like today, I think if not, they'll test They'll test the young centre-back and young keeper will be getting peppered. Um, so I'd probably change that. Um, I'd probably keep the same midfield. Um, again, the centre-back probably pick themselves. Left-back picks itself. Again, I'd probably, as I've mentioned, have Bakuna. So I suppose the other thing, again, and I've mentioned Wardy every week, just like you say, just the, the, the rotation. Campbell's done, done a good job. And, you know, some managers, certainly some that I've worked with, think, you know what, Wardy might have a bit of something to prove against Cardiff. Um, mm. Obviously, um, 
leaving there to come come home. But yeah, potentially that, that might be something that plays into it. Um, I think the difference and the worry that I have for this game is their, the bench. You look at their bench on from Saturday's game, it is proper. They've got Sol Bamba, Benkovic, two centre-backs who played at high, a lot higher levels. Marlon Pack, who's played loads of games at this level and I really like. Two decent wingers with Hoylett and Murphy, uh, as well as Ojo and Wilson, who are playing. You've got more. Obviously, I know they've signed um, uh, a couple of other lads as well. And I just think, compared to our bench, which does look very young and a bit threadbare and a bit inexperienced at the minute, that's where I worry we might just lose out late on. So I'm gonna go. Um, I'm gonna go a two-one loss in this one. Okay, so um, with Cardiff lining up a four-four-two, that makes me think Carlos will go to a, a back three or five, whichever way you want to uh, throw that in. Um, but the issue is personnel. So uh, I think this hinges on whether Schindler is fit for me. But I think what we might see is a bit of a... If Schindler isn't fit, I think what we might see is a bit of a hybrid uh, 4-3-3 slash 3-4-3 system. And I think what they might do is is Jonathan Hogg may drop into the back three, you know, to make a back three at times and, and you know, be that sort of auxiliary sort of uh, defender. And then he may step out into midfield when the fullbacks, you know, come back in. So I think what we might see... I, I think you'll bring Ben Hamer back in. Just a feeling... Uh, the experience, especially going to somewhere like Cardiff, who are going to bombard the box. Uh, Romani Edmonds, Green uh, and Saar at centre-backs. If Schindler's fit, then I think that he'll, they'll make up a three and then the dynamic might change higher up. But I'm going to presume he's not. Uh, Bakuna stays on the right because Pippa's not fit. Toffolo on the left. Uh, O'Brien and Iting. Iting's on great form, like you said, Brady, so I'd, I'd, I wouldn't drop Iting. He looks like he's putting a run together. Uh, Hogg to kind of sit between the two. Uh, and then three up top. I think we've got to go three rather than two because of the, you know, the the sort of issues that they have at fullback. Uh, and Benza Karoma and I've got Danny Ward up front as well. I, not for anything. Not for any sort of hating on Fraser Campbell. I agree fully with what Chris said. It's a, it just rotating and keep things fresh and keep things interesting. It's not always about the players themselves. Sometimes it's about the options as well, just to confuse or trick the other side, you know, into something different and and throwing a different option in there to to throw their plans out. And I think Danny Ward's probably about, it's about time he um, he came in. So that's my prediction. Uh, my prediction for the score is 3-2 to Cardiff. I think this has got uh, set-piece conceding and us flying down the flanks all over it. And just with our record at Cardiff, it's just making me slightly go to the defeat side. So Brady's the positive one this week. Uh, he's even opened his curtains. He, it's not on video, is this? But he's even opened his curtain and let some sunshine in there. So... He's going for a 2-1 win. Chris is going for a 2-1 defeat, I think it was. And I'm going for a 3-2 defeat. Uh, but either way, anything could happen. And and hopefully tomorrow evening we'll be celebrating another three points and two wins from two. So that's us. So thanks for listening I'm to just, the warm-up. I'm just glad you've not um, set up this prediction league yet, mate. <laughs> All right. There are good reasons <laughs> yeah, for that, Chris. Leave that for a bit. Let, let us get our eye in at least. <laughs> Yeah, so let us get our eye in and we'll be back uh, before the game this coming weekend. So thanks for listening once again. Oh, what a night Late in May in 2017 Shinder scored, it was a happy dream What a feeling, what a night Oh, what a night 
your name The greatest sight St. George's Square did see What an evening, what a night Oh, I I got a funny feeling when he walks And a fence And then The commentator yelled He takes that chance Oh, what a night Lost so safe and mesmerizing me Low, low charge and flattened all Chelsea Stamford Bridge, oh what a night Oh, I I got a funny feeling when he wore An offense And then The commentator yelled He takes a chance Oh, what a night Lads, what's your favourite 90th minute goal? Got to be Heffley against Leeds. A shot from Moy and sliding in at the death, Michael Heffley. Great finish to the game. Shared with my family, only made better by ordering McDonald's via McDelivery afterwards. Three points, not nugget share box, spot on. Order McDelivery now by the McDonald's app. You in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver-assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times.